0: Jeff fueled the Jets Podcast. As always, I am your party host, Joe Rivera. And along with me, as always, is my astute, educational, incredibly handsome co-host. He is the president of the Jermaine Johnson Fan Club. None other than Matt Slard, a.k.a. King Sliz. Sliz, say hello, my friend.
1: What's up? Love, Jermaine. I popped <laughs> off, right? Had himself a game. Had himself a game, man. Hey, credit where credit's due. He made some plays. Jermaine just, Johnson, off-ball linebacker, just like we drafted <laughs> him to be, right? You know, Elite in
0: coverage. I, I just, it's, I, I, sense the pain in your voice having to say that. But yeah, man, I mean, credit where it's due. He had a pretty good game, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, pretty good game. You know, we, it's been a week away. You know, children' life gets in the way. You know, so things happen, right? We, we have to amend here and there. But uh, so we didn't get to talk about the Denver win real quick. So let's let's just start there real quick, Sliz. Um. Jets get the win over Denver. Uh, we're obviously a week and a half removed from that now. Any any thoughts from from what happened in, uh, up in Mile High?
1: I mean, heck, it revenge game that wasn't right. Right, <laughs> like, right, like he's the rallying cry. Everyone's hyped for him afterwards. So it's like, man, we got we got. I mean, But really this week and last week, kind of similar stories in both, right? Dominant, pretty dominant defensive performances, lots of turnovers, fumble luck finally for the first time in years going the Jets way, especially in that Denver game, right? Right. And just field goals out the wazoo, man. Like we're getting, and and mostly because we're starting with short fields, I don't think we're really moving the ball particularly well on offense, but we could not get anything going in the red zone, gold zone. Right. Red, yeah.
0: red red, gold, green, blue, whatever color it all sucks, right?
1: It's it's like, it's the brown zone right it's now. It's the brown zone right now. Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, I don't know, It's just I think you know, we'll we'll talk about him a little more. I think some of it is Zach, right? And more than more than some of it is Zach. I think it's fair. Um it was in the Broncos game that he had Garrett Wilson in the end zone and he missed him um by a couple yards. Like he had him and he saw him late and he just missed the throw. So you know things like that happen, and and Zach has to be better. We all know that. I don't know what his future is at this point. Like he's, I I think the discord gets a little bit too one way on Zach. To be honest, I I, I to be, he's improved, right? Like he's improved yes. from quarterback thirty five to quarterback thirty, quarterback 20, 25, whatever it is, right? You're you're splitting hairs at the back end of it. But has he improved to the point that you're now considering picking up his fifth year option? Of course not. Has he improved to the point that? he's a viable option for the future of course not but he's improved and and the truth is with zach is the one thing we always said we said about him last year is we just wanted to be garoppolo right that's that was it and zach's been pretty garoppolo like over these last three games
1: he's not actively losing you games you know the jets fans wanted mike white well we're getting mike white right i think i I forget who tweeted out earlier maybe it was jets media uh, on twitter Zach had zero big time throws and zero turnover turnover worthy plays right. against the Eagles, right? It's he is executing the dink and dunk, and he's keeping it. He's I mean, his biggest leaps is his completion percentage, the short accuracy stuff is definitely improved. And yep, he, really, I think a lot by design in the offense, not taking risks downfield, not really pushing the ball, not trying to take the ball, the the top off and like it's it's working because the defense is wrecking absolutely havoc in terms right. of turning the ball over. So right. kind of when when the D's turning the ball over at the clip, it, it has been you know we're turning over elite quarterbacks two to three times, maybe four times a game. Right. Yeah. Hunker in. Let Greg Zerline kick a million field goals and make them beat you. I guess.
0: Right. Right. Uh, here we go uh i think his fifth year option will be 100 percent picked up from uh, nj vader in the chat w- what do you think 100 percent seems a bit high uh before we start talking about some other stuff what do you think though
1: i don't know hmm. i i don't think i don't think it's the zero percent chance that we would have given him prior to the year right, right. I, I do think there's a chance i think a handful of the think a big piece of that kind of depends on how the rogers situation is going to play out right i i didn't expect more than one year i didn't really expect more than two years um we'll see what the the achilles and all that plays out i i think there's a, a chance uh, zach isn't gonna hit certainly the pro bowl incentive hit a handful of incentives on that fifth year option tag so we'll, we'll see i yeah. do yeah. not i'm I'm, I'm I think it's low. I think it's 10% or less. But right. this staff and this coaching staff and JD and I I feel like they have put a lot of chips in their in the Zach basket. I don't think they're wanting to give up on him.
0: Yep. Yep. 100%. You
1: have to pay someone right. once Rodgers is done is paying Zach 18 million or even 20 25 million versus I don't know either drafting someone or paying some bridge like 15 million. Is, is that, is that 8 million really? Yeah. What's, what's holding you up? Maybe not.
0: Right. I don't know, man. I, we'll, we'll talk about it, but, um, so, so let's start here with the runway rundown. Uh, and I, and I think week six as, as salad face, uh, Google so appropriately calls it the mold zone. Uh, week six was a little bit more the same, right? Like, they were moving the ball a bit. They were figuring it out. But once you get inside that red zone, green zone, gold zone, mold zone, whatever it is, brown zone, it's not pretty. But, 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 this defense shows up once again. They had Jalen Hurts in hell in this game. And some key sacks and big spots. I mean, the, the problem with this team is still they don't have a signature edge rusher. They don't have a preeminent edge rusher. And Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff I, is turning I've, I've into been, that guy been... like
1: – I've somehow been coined as a Bryce Huff hater by Tetonic. One <laughs> is just like my entire stance has been like, I've wanted more Bryce Huff for years, right? right? The staff is for whatever reason, continually moved him down the totem pole, right? But it's it, like my, my biggest thing with Bryce is I want to see the stats translate as a snapshare share grows. That's gosh. been the biggest thing before you crown him. Like, yes, he is dominant as a pass rush specialist. Let's see the full package. Let's see that win rate, that, pressure rate, sustain itself, or at least normalize out where he's been in the past couple games with the elite guys with that larger snap.
0: Right, and yeah. and that's the thing, man. It's like you said it. They've done everything they can to to move Bryce Huff down the totem pole because you look at Salah's first year. They had no interest in playing him, right? He was inactive. Uh You look last year even then. Um it, It's just they found every which way they've drafted. Edge rushers in the first round, two of them. They drafted Michael Clemens. It's like
1: how crazy it seemed like he was a a surefire guy. We're going to let walk at the end end of the season. Once we made the bull McDonald pick to we're at the bye weeks going into week seven. And it's like, man, we need to extend this guy. Now we cannot let him walk. Right.
0: And if you're him, if you're Bryce Huff,
1: you wait, you wait,
0: (laughs) you have like, and and the thing is, it's like, you wait until
1: you rack up six sacks against, um, tyrod taylor you wait until you beat up on jimmy garoppolo you wait until you beat up on whoever the heck new england's playing at quarterback in week 18 (sighs) yeah you wait yeah you you, wait you've had the stats and and
0: the thing is it's like the other dangerous part about it is like if you're bryce huff i'm sure you feel a certain type of way right i'm sure you feel a way like like we're just saying listen you guys drafted two first round edge rushers you drafted michael clemens you signed carl lawson like you you tried to find every which way to not let me see the field like every which way and like yeah they had him as their third their third down nascar package specialist last year and like that that showed you how much respect they had but he's still he's had to fight for every every snap he's had right and now it's like if you're bryce huff like screw you guys. like, I'm going to go somewhere where they respect me and they appreciate me. Listen, money talks, the dollar talks ultimately, but it is cool to see him turn into the player that we already knew he kind of was. And as the snap share keeps going up, there's hopefully the production follows. All but right. I, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's weird because like, I, I don't, I'm not a non-believer in Bryce Huff. It's just, it, it, it's like he was an un, undrafted free agent. So it's like, you always have to prove that right. Bart Scott says it all the time. Sometimes you like the undrafted guys more because they're, they're fighting for their meals. Like every, every day, every snap looks like they're fighting. So who knows, man, who knows, who knows? Sliz, um, obviously a big win week six versus the Eagles. Like we're talking, we're discussing two starting cornerbacks out. What are you seeing from this defense right now?
1: I don't think anyone expected the corners to play like they did. And and let let's be let's be fair like AJ Brown still got his right he, right. he still put up volume he still put up yards move the ball on us but man like it, it felt like a disaster waiting to happen going into this game down your two corners our our defense has been so predica- predicated on elite corners holding up in coverage and man the as much as it pains me to say it, the linebackers have really messed a lot. Right? They they haven't gotten chewed up over the middle of the field. They've been aggressive downhill. They've been tackling. They've been breaking up passes. And like we, we got the two get good games of Bryce Hall. Hopefully, we don't need to see him again the rest of the season. Because if there's anything we know about Bryce Hall, is he's very hot and extremely cold for long stretches. Right? right. Like let's not forget we we've played the Eagles in preseason. Right. And Bryce Hall looked awful. Um, he's looked awful almost every time he's touched the field under the solid regime. So like him coming out and doing what he did the past two games is absolutely impressive. It's awesome. You hope we don't need more of it because Sauce and Reed are dominant and we them being back adds a facet to the defense. Although I don't know, maybe maybe uh Bryce Hall's gotta hit the Juggs machine with Sauce and show Sauce a thing or two, right?
0: I mean Good for good, you know. Good for Bryce Hall, I, I, because, like Salah says, I'll even said a post game. You know, um, this is a guy that you know who's fighting for a spot. You know, there was that whole camp controversy. You know, was Sauce gonna st- st- is Sauce going to actually start? Bryce Hall going to start over Sauce? Like is Sauce going to st- like? Everybody knew that Sauce was coming for that spot. Period. When you draft a guy fourth overall, so, um, but the guy's been ready. You know, and and you have to respect that. You have to respect that he hasn't looked at a place, he hasn't looked he hasn't looked overmatched again. To your point, you don't want to see him on the field all the time, right? But for a guy that's a depth guy, Salah was giving him his flowers, and you respect that, and you respect that. So,
1: and shout out Tony Oden. and Tony right. o, Tony Odin, if I can get that out of my mouth, right? I know our our friend uh, DJ there, former Jets beat writer, has been singing the praises of Tony Oden when when he was following and covering the jets and he has lived up to to all the hype G- dj put out there you do, you yeah. typically don't hear a db coach getting hype and uh feels like between him between even Ulbrich, i know in the post game presser solo was, was kind of giving olbrick some flowers and saying you know, like hey this guy's a total package for a head coach candidate like Mm-hmm. You you if things continue on the defensive side to trend like they have the rest of the year, you expect us to probably get cannibalized a little bit on that side of the ball yep. and, and other teams looking to poach.
0: Yep, and and the thing with Holbrook is, remember, we had our preseason superlatives last year, and we're like, most likely to get fired first, right? And oh, it was yeah. Jeff Holbrook, right? Because this first, this first season wasn't...
1: It was awful. Yeah, it wasn't
0: good, <laughs> right? It wasn't good in a lot of ways. The defense certainly turned it around for... I don't know if that's a solid thing, if that's an Holbrook thing, but... Um, you have to, again, respect to those guys because they, ulbrick has been very, very good as defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Right. And then this year you're starting to see the wrinkles a little bit more. I know we said at week one, you know, you don't want to get away from the DNA of this defense and that rush for, you know, don't, don't go crazy with blitz packages. And we said it right. Like we're sending CJ Mosley out there to, to blitz and he just looks not the part, right? Like he's, he's just slow. He's not getting there. He's not getting it through, like, it is what it is. But then you start using Quincy in that role a little bit more and you're starting to reap the benefits, right? You saw it versus Denver. You saw it this past week. But this was I, – I saw a stat that this was the lowest that Jalen Hurts has been blitzed this year and it was the most pressure that he's faced. So yeah, I mean,
1: we, we've had three what folks would call top elite quarterbacks, right, between Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. Uh look awful right like just downright awful throw in passes that just make you scratch your head bad interceptions not really moving the ball effectively or or comp like competently they're not doing it consistently like that that is impressive man and after the buy it it opens up you know, I I mentioned rattled off some of the quarterbacks earlier. Like you're not even getting Daniel Jones. You're getting Tyrod Taylor, which maybe that's an upgrade for the Giants. You're getting oh. you're getting a Jimmy G. You're getting Herbert, but you're getting them at home and a Chargers team that can't get out of their own way all the time, right? You're you're facing some younger quarterbacks. You'll get a CJ Strad lately. Who's been playing good, but he's still a young quarterback. You're playing a Sam Howell. You're playing a Desmond Ritter. Like there, there's some some tasty matchups for this defense when you start looking to the second second portion of the schedule.
0: Right. Uh, We're going to get to ask Sliz in a little bit. So everybody dropping your comments in the, in the YouTube chat, don't worry. We're going to get to you and and a few others from discord, but uh, now, now we got to go from the, from the positive of the team to the, to the negative, the offense just is not great, right? Like, it's just not great. And it's hard to see how Rogers would have made them this much better, I guess. I, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, Rodgers does mask a lot because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But your thoughts on just the the game planning, the offense, the gold, red, blue, brown, whatever zone, uh, anything from this past weekend you could take away, any positives you could take away?
1: I think, so from a positive perspective, I do think the offensive line's held up much better than we would think it would in its current state, right? I think it clearly took a step forward when we had the big shuffle after the Dwayne Brown injury. And I think it's it's been good enough in in, in large part. And really what's killed us, more than anything, what's killed us is the the self-inflicted wounds, the the penalties, maybe a little bit of ref ball getting in the way, right, with the, the Lazard blindside block. But it's been penalties, in clutch situations or and gotta have them situations lots of false starts lots of holds um that's really been the downside certainly Brees is a a massive massive plus right he's been since he seemingly got up to speed and, and really hit the ground run in that denver game he's been a, a plus asset for him he,
0: he did look a lot faster versus the eagles too i know yeah. he had limited work but it just felt like he had a little bit more burst so maybe he's getting his legs back who knows
1: and and it was a decent Garrett volume game too, right? And I know he kind of left the for a moment, getting tied up in the turf and was a little vocal about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, eight—I think it was eight catches on twelve targets. Like that's that's good volume um, for Garrett. The the issue has always been everything outside of Garrett. And I think a game like against Philly and and let's let's not get twisted. I know for, as Jets fans, were highlighting all of our deficiencies in the secondary that Eagles secondary was just as good as ours. And we really did not take advantage on the back end, right? They were down Darius Slay. They lost um, Blake and Chip during the game. They lost, um, I think they lost Roby too at one point during the game. They were down two two or three or four DBs just like we were and. Yeah, we did not take advantage on the outside, which is a little disappointing, right? You you would hope we'd get a little bit more opened up game script, kind of like we had against Kansas City, maybe expecting to chase points. And we didn't need to when it was all said and done, but um, we would have like to see it cut loose a little bit. And I think you're just seeing we, we lack the guy that can take the top off and just... Wide receiver two, three, four cannot consistently get open. Yeah, right. And it, and it's gonna be a, there's no fix on this roster. Yeah, you know? we're not no. we're not gonna activate Jason Brunley, and Jason Brownlee is not gonna make a difference in that right. regard. Xavier Gibson's fun for a couple plays, and I I sure I'd re- hand his all of Cobb's load to Gibson right now, but he's still a UDFA rookie, right? He's not making that massive massive impact year one.
0: Right. And listen, that's again, that's we knew that the deficiencies in the wide receiver room, right? Like we knew them in camp and we all said it when Corey Davis retired, we said in this podcast, like Davis's retirement goes from, okay, well, this is a, a wide receiver. room That's pr- maybe top half of the NFL. Maybe um, to clearly, clearly below average, right? Randall Cobb's been bad and people want to get on Zach for the throw that he dropped this past weekend. But I mean, it hits him in the hands. It hits him. in, And I know it's not the best place ball, but those are the types of passes that he needs to come down with to keep his snaps. Right.
1: Um, And and the thing too, we're seeing a little bit of Garrett being human. Right. And I think with both sauce and Garrett, I think maybe the hype train got, got out in front of him a little bit from a fan perspective of like, Garrett is really good. I love Garrett, right? I was once I bought into, yeah, we probably need a wide receiver. Garrett was my number one guy all pre-draft process and through, and and he's shown you why, but Garrett as that elite, elite guy, that's going to carry a room and is going to elevate a quarterback. Like he's, he's not that right. So interesting. He's not. Yeah. (laughs) Why, Why do you say that? What's changed? I've held that. I've held that pretty consistently. We had a lot of that conversation in the offseason where um, I don't think his route running and separation is top, top tier. Like, and it could, he could get there, right? But he's not always open like a Cooper Cup is, right? You watch Cooper Cup, everyone knows he's getting the ball, and that dude is always open. You watch Devontae Adams, it's the same thing. You watch Justin Jefferson, it's the same thing. Garrett's not there yet. And Garrett's lacking the elite, elite. He, he doesn't stack well deep. Um, and, and this is something, and the, this is a total rabbit hole, but I know like Ink brought it up in the, the pre-draft process when it's like, man, Alave stacks way better than Garrett. Garrett tested phenomenally, but that speed didn't really show up translating in a vertical route plane. It was more horizontal. Um, you see how exciting he is with the ball in his hand. You see his catch radius. He is a good route runner but he's not like elite at separation and he's not elite at vertical stacking and those two things. I mean, it's part of why the it feels like we're always playing with a bubble, like 15, 10 yards deep on this offense. And and it's not solely on Garrett, but he's also not popping the bubble either vertically.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that that was, it's a good point. I, I think that, you know, I mean, Nicole Hardman was never going to be that guy. Right. And you, you said it perfectly recently. Like Nicole Hardman's a guy that the chiefs and Andy Reed spent a second round pick on. And why would we ever think that we could figure out Nicole Hardman with Nathaniel Hackett in this offense when Andy Reed and the chiefs didn't bother to even extend him an offer. And he was a free agent this offseason and he signed for peanuts. Right. Like, this is the reality of it, and we we said that when he was signed, like it's a very good low risk signing, not a lot of money, you know. He's your gadget guy, but they clearly have no use for him at this point. That Gibson's getting the gadget snaps before he is, which I'm not sure I agree with, to be honest. Um, but it, this wide receiver room is maybe it's maybe you make a move for Devonte Adams at this point, right? because Devonte and Garrett Wilson coming up
1: later on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean maybe
0: maybe that's maybe that's the way you look, but I don't know. It's interesting that uh wow, we hate Garrett Wilson now on this podcast. Insane. Yeah. I mean, Number 1 think... Garrett Wilson hater. <laughs> um so listen, I mean this podcast wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about Zach, right? What what have you seen from Zach in these over these last 3 games? Liz? I know it's a, it's a small sample size, I just you know, I, I, I'm not telling you to inject us with copium or hopium or anything, but what have, what have you seen I mean, from him?
1: The word that jumps out is boring, right? Mm-hmm. Like, boring the, football. The, <laughs> like the chief, the chief's game felt like, Hey, there's something here. And since then it's like, man, this is just, it's boring. <laughs> it's really, it, it, and that like, that's not all negative. Right. But you're not seeing, you're not seeing anything really off script. You're not seeing anything push vertically. You're, you're not seeing a lot of those fun arm angle type things that we, that frankly you draft a guy like Zach Wilson to be able to do. Right. Uh, I know watching Monday night football last night and, and it was a bad game for Herbert, but there are a couple of plays where it's like, Oh man, like he's got free rusher in his face. He drops the elbow, does a sidearm on a dot, you know, just rope out to the wide receiver, gets it out. It's like, we haven't had, we haven't had to see a lot of that, but we also just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the stat I threw out earlier I think sums it up: zero, zero big time throws, zero turnover worthy plays. He's letting the offense try to try to grind it out and letting the defense hold its own.
0: Uh, from Big Boy a in the chat, in my opinion, he's definitely improved, but still not a great place. If he keeps improving at a decent pace, I'd keep him. But frankly, if he plateaus, let him walk. I mean, I think, th- I mean, they're not going to release him after the year unless something goes drastically wrong right unless he's unless he's justin feels the second half of the season after the bye and he's just totally lost you know i mean he he's gonna be here next season well, yeah, so
1: he's still under contract next right year and, and i think if nothing else he's proven like yes he's a competent backup to rogers next year and yes we can bank on some level of development right mm-hmm. and whether that's enough for him to be in the pay, you assume he's going to be in the picture in some form or fashion, even if it's on just a bridge one, two year deal in a competition and come 2025. But I mean, he, he's shown improvement, which that's kind of what it's been about all along, right. <laughs> um, this was probably you, you would have hoped this would have been happening behind the scenes. Um, so seeing him actually improve with game reps get his confidence up you, you just hope it keeps stacking and we'll see how it looks against quite frankly some bad defenses that we right. have coming up
0: right i mean this was we said it and you've said it on this podcast three and three at the bye right um that's what we've wanted this whole time and that's what we're saying with rogers it's like yeah the, that the was with, with rogers yeah um so the fact that we got there you know this defense <laughs> looks better every week i mean not bad. Yeah,
1: maybe in a different way than we would have predicted. Right. right dropping one to New England and picking right. one up against Philly. But. Right,
0: right. And listen, man, I like I said, I think the Discord can have his has a tendency to go two one way on Zach. Um, listen, like I said, he's improved. Like anybody can see, like, the accuracy is better, the decision making is better. He's Robert Sala was saying year one, he needs to play boring football, right? The, the, and that's old, what he's doing.
1: The only thing room more room. boring than the brand of football he's playing is the discourse around it. I'm, I'm just Over let it. it happen at this point. I, I, I can't talk about it anymore, man. Yeah,
0: listen, I get it because ultimately we, I guess we, we both feel the same that Zach probably won't be that guy. Like he's not going to be that guy. Like 85 percent chance no, unless he comes out post buy and he figures out the gold zone and he figures out all the, the all the rest of the stuff. Right. But like
1: when he has the, uh, the Geno Smith year seven breakout or the <laughs> Quincy Williams year five breakout that everyone was obviously expecting and shame on us for having receipts three years ago, calling them a bomb. <laughs> so, so be it. Right. So right. be it.
0: I, I just, listen, I, I feel like, for the kid sometimes that's all because he was tossed in a a pretty poor situation his first two years I think we acknowledge that the locker room hated him last year Rogers talked everybody off the ledge this year and and he's listen he's done the job I mean the one interception he threw was not great but that was also a freak play by Patrick Sertan right catching the ball between his knees it goes through Garrett's hands like it's just a total freak freak play so it's not even like a bozo throw right it's not one of these throws where he's throwing into he just doesn't see a guy so
1: i think i think it was probably wrong shoulder also right no, no it was definitely the
0: wrong yeah definitely the wrong yeah. <laughs> also
1: no, no separation to my point
0: nothing relax okay but, we're not gonna but... we're not gonna start hating on gary wilson yet. it's fine. um so the, so the one other the one other story that kind of grew legs over the last couple of days, Robert Sala says the Jets have faced a gauntlet of quarterbacks, and that the defense has embarrassed all of them. I mean, you couldn't be Mac Jones guy, but whatever. Um, listen, I appreciate Sala's shown a little bit more of an edge this year, I think, than years past. Um, embarrassed the quarterback. He also, when he was uh, walking off the podium on Sunday, off off microphone, he says, "Not twelve and zero, no more." um so you know shot at, at saying you know that the eagles enter the game 12 and 0 undefeated against the jets in, in franchise history but you make anything of this or is this much ado about nothing
1: no i mean he's not wrong right like those were awful perf- as bad of performances as you'll see out of those three quarterbacks i mentioned and uh, i think i didn't I'm going to rattle out a stat that I didn't fact check. So shame on me if it's wrong. Oh, I think this defense has gone. What was it out of the last nine games? Only one of those games. And that was the Denver game. Have they given up a second half touchdown? That's pretty remarkable, right? Mm -hmm. Like quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, like Josh Allen, like Jalen hurts. You have those guys because they can clutch out games in the second half in the fourth quarter with two minutes left, and not throw a totally bozo interception and in crunch time on third down at midfield, where if you literally just take a knee and punt it, you're making Zach drive the whole field with a right. minute left, right? Like, right. you don't pay Jalen Hurts that money to make that throw, right? That That's a Zach Wilson. That's a Sam Darnold throw. Right. Um, Yeah, I mean, we have made, like, Pat Mahomes looked awful when we played him. Josh Allen looked awful when we, we played him. And that's even with Pat going up 17 nothing to start that game, right? Mm-hmm. L- largely on the back of Pacheco. But, I mean, it's true. And and there's nothing wrong with Satan. And I think this locker room definitely has a belief to him, has a an edge to him. Um, and Robbie Sabo had a, a tweet that went went out this evening kind of right before we started recording about kind of the whole mystique with, with the Rodgers energy and kind of... Not not that it's smoke and mirrors. I think he's genuinely trying to come back, but a little bit of the smoke and mirrors of like, hey, there's this, it's kind of like this looming promise that's like, hey, if we stay relevant, we have a chance, mm-hmm. right? If he comes back week 17, week 18, comes back for a wild card, we 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 have a chance, right? And, and Sala has always been about the slogans, about the t-shirts, about the... <laughs> Just all, all the, all the different wordsmith type um, idioms that you can come up with, right? And and the team's bought in, and and the team's rallied behind Zach, even, right? Like as as ineffective as the offense has been at times, that they, they are scoring some points and they're winning football games. And yep. Like last year, it, it feels different than last year when they were winning games in spite of Zach. Now it's hey, we're winning games. It might not be because of the offense, but it's not in spite of the offense. Right. Right. Although I will plug, Greg Zerline has more points scored than our offensive players combined. Why? Because Just we why? can't score touchdowns. No, I know. I know. <laughs> That, I that's, feel, that's field goals plus extra points Versus I offensive touchdowns I feel like
0: <laughs> I, This might be opium, but I feel like The turnaround is there I think we're like, you know, for some reason Like Salas said in years past, we're right there We're right there, and some of it was just coach speak You know, belief But I do feel like this team is right there It's like you mentioned Earlier, It's it's the penalties It's starting every drive behind the sticks it's you know running on first down and and losing two yards on first down and it's
1: it's having a a productive first down play and then giving the ball to Dalvin cook and going backwards three yards right
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so it's i don't know it's a lot it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to fix but i do get the feel that we're not as far away as we might think so we'll see uh the last thing we have here on the runway rundown before we move on so rogers aaron Rodgers continuing his rehab his, uh, quote, aggressive rehab, what he said. He was on the Pat McAfee show today. He didn't want to put a timeline on it, but saw him before the game on Sunday throwing throwing some passes without uh, any crutches, walking without any crutches, maybe a little bit of a limp. But what's that like seeing that? How does that make you feel? We'll see. Yeah.
1: I'm not getting hopes up, man. Yeah, (laughs) even like I don't know, it feels like it's one of those things he's gonna rush back, he's gonna get sacked on like the fifth play of the game, and then it's gonna be the same exact thing, right? Uh Where I don't know, I think even if he comes back, he's gonna be a statue. He's Uh it's not gonna be vintage Rodgers where you see him taking a taking a bootleg or, or scrambling out. And, you know, I I don't know. I, I just had like the mental image of like a vintage Rogers play of him scrambling and reaching the ball out over the pylon or right over the sticks to get the first down. And you're, you're not going to get that. So it's going to be a lot of how can he orchestrate the offense? And like I said, the pass catcher group doesn't exactly excite me. So I don't know that it's a whole lot different.
0: Right. Yeah. We'll see. I did. Let's wreck This is very reckless, but. I read some kind of rumor from a rando on Twitter today that <laughs> apparently Rogers may not have like fully torn his Achilles and it was only a partial tear, okay. which is why there's a lot of a lot of talk that he's going to come back a lot sooner than people expect. But that's totally unsubstantiated and you know very against.
1: Is, it, is your source Dr. Neil? You no, speed dial, baby. No, I
0: don't have Dr. Neil on speed dial. You know, it's, I wish you would you would fix my my ankle. It's been bothering me since 2006, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. It's a lot of we'll see,
1: right? Yeah. Wait All right. Wait and see.
0: Wait and see. All right. So let's let's move on to this week's Top Gun. So I, I don't really know. Um, I guess Bryce Huff would be that guy for me. I, I you know two sacks in the game. He's got a weird sack dance. You know he's really starting to emerge. He's starting to pop a little bit more. Robert Salah, maybe for keeping this team together through the bye week, right? Uh, Not, I'm,
1: I'm gonna go Jeff know. Ulbrich. and okay. Uh, um I'll shout out so Luke Grant had a breakdown again this afternoon. Go go Luke check Grant, it out on nice. Twitter. It, some exotic looks up front, right? With basically two wide nine players. You have Jermaine as a stand up linebacker shaded over Quinnen's like right butt cheek, right? Just weird looks and it and it worked. Right, it paid off. The the Jermaine punch on Goddard, which which sprung the ball free for the Quinn and Williams interception, like that was a weird look. Right, we had we had these quarterbacks guessing. We've had a lot of quarterbacks guessing, and it's paid off. Right, um, like you said, we've been critical. Hey, just do your standard standard game up front. Um, let your guys pin the ears back and attack their lane and win one on ones. And we really haven't done a ton of that. Right. Coming into I think prior to week six, the Jets were stunting on forty something percent of their pass rushes, right? Oh. And I don't know if it's because of the quarterbacks we were playing, where um, we didn't want them to scramble up the middle. I, I don't know. I don't know what the strategy was there because it, it felt like it was kind of opposite of what you would have expected to do against the Josh Allen, against the Pat Mahomes. And I mean, you saw Pat Mahomes burn us up up the middle on a couple scampers, right? But He's mixed it up, and and we've been critical of him mixing it up. But I think we've seen we've seen growth, and and certainly said I mentioned earlier ha- halftime adjustment guru, right? And and an actual guru at halftime adjustments. Yep. We we've been locking it down in the second half.
0: Yep, I think that's fair. So Jeff Holbrook, you are this week's Top Gun. Way to go, from uh, first guy to get fired to uh, Top Gun. like way, way to go. All right, so let's move on. So we got a little ask Sliz uh for this section. So um for this segment. Um, you know, we got some questions from the Discord. We got some good ones, some bad ones. Let's start with Nash Out. Uh so here we go. Uh Nash Out asks if we beat the Giants and head into the deadline four and three with three wins in a row, what is your ideal slash most realistic trade?
1: So let me rule out some trades. Devontae Adams is not getting traded.
0: Why contract?
1: think contract situation i also i don't think it makes that big of a difference here i think the cost i think the cost for us is probably prohibitive from a capital perspective not having that second round pick makes it awkward right we're not gonna trade a first for a lot of these guys so then it's like a third plus does that do it i maybe um we're not going to trade for a tackle. I, don't, I Teams don't make tackles available, and they definitely right. don't. <laughs> Any tackle happen. that's available mid year, we don't want, <laughs> it, it is, is how I'll phrase that. So I think you're probably looking like if you're looking at weapons, Hunter Renf- Renfro has been a, a common name thrown out there of kind of a guy displaced. Um, been effective as a volume guy in the past would be an upgrade over Cobb. You could probably have them for cheap. You could do uh some sort of um kind of nba like contract matching and a and a Lawson swap. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just don't think a trade's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't.
0: NFL trades are, are rare anyway. It's better. Impact trades are even more rare. So it's like I mean, we saw with Christian McCaffrey last year, but that was just a different situation entirely, right? So yeah, I don't I don't really know, man. I like Mike Evans seems further and further away from realistic well, they're, at this point.
1: they're in the mix, right? Like like Todd Bowles is coaching for his job, Baker's playing for his career. Like that it doesn't seem like a team that's wanting to sell. Right. It's certainly not at a discount, but right. I, I don't know it, it. It just feels odd. Like you saw, you saw like a Van Jefferson, right? Who just got traded to Atlanta. Like that's kind of who you're looking at it, at that tier of guy getting traded, and they're getting traded because they're not playing on their team, right? <laughs> right. Um, but M- McCole Hardman's a, a candidate. Like if you're an outside team, and and the Chiefs would probably welcome him back, but. If, if you're a team that needs wide receiver, help, are you really going after McCall Hardman on the right. trade market? Even if it's just like a seven, six pick swap in 2020, probably not. Right. right. You're probably just rolling with who you got in house and trying to make it work. Right. So, on a quarter L Patterson.
0: No. Oh, give
1: man. those, t- give those cook touches to Patterson. and stuff. I mean, they're, tr-
0: they're trading for Justin Fields. So, you know, why would, why would you trade uh Patterson? So, um, uh, Our fearless leader foots asks, uh, when are you going to bend the knee to Jermaine Johnson?
1: Maybe he should switch his number back. What was he? 52. Yeah. Like, and, and just embrace the off ball linebacker, <laughs> then I'll, then I'll, uh, I'll buy in. No, I mean, serious answer is uh, he's been playing better. He's certainly a high effort guy. He's good in run support. You need your pass rushers to win. In pass rush situations, and, mm-hmm. and he he stepped it up a little bit. His bull rushes look good, but his pressure rate's still sub ten percent. Right, you just you need the pressure rate to improve, which it which it could, right? I've, I've been open about that kind of the whole time. It's just you need to see it happen. You, yep. you need them to win pass rush reps, not freebie stunts where we're getting them free like the week one sack on Josh Allen. Right, you need them. You need them to win a rep. You right. need him to win reps consistently,
0: which he hasn't been doing.
1: Right. Is he, it, if it. you're if you're having them in that that third down pass rush package where it's Jermaine Quinn JFM and and Bryce Huff, you need him to carry his weight, and right. he hasn't. He's been kind of the the anchor on that pass rush package in terms right. of effectiveness.
0: Right. Uh, let's see. Here's a here's a scheme question for you. Why don't we spy running quarterbacks until three or four uh, drives in the game? This is from the YouTube chat from MJV.
1: You gotta light a fire under Zach and I don't know maybe it's just Obrick's way of trying to get Hackett to actually throw the ball and get after it on offense instead of, I, I don't know you you come in with game, game planning I think has layers to it, right I think there's looks and, and this is true on both sides of the ball there's looks you show early that you then try to change later to trick trap et cetera. Um I don't know mm. is the short answer. I don't know. I yep. I mean our linebackers have been very good in coverage. Anytime you spy, you're taking a guy out of coverage to basically right. sit in the field and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um we've been, I mean, just the cover three system in general, right? You're 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 dropping guys back and letting your four one up front, right? And I think we have confidence in that and you're playing a Jermaine Johnson because he can hold the edge because he can he won't get ragdolled and taken out of the play. Quinn and Williams is a dominant player. JFM at edge is that that same style somewhat as JFM, right? You're you're, you're banking on these guys holding their own, getting organic pressure without losing contain. Right. Is, is the reality of it.
0: All right, let's uh, move on here. IKBM, what's the most realistic position of need to you? And who would you target without giving up a whole lot? I think you kind of mentioned that. I think
1: uh, it's Hunter wide Rintro. receiver. Yeah, it's if, wide receiver. Uh, if, if you're upgrading something, it's wide receiver, and it's probably a slot wide receiver can be had. Finding mm-hmm. a finding a wide receiver two qual- caliber guy, right? And and that'd be ideal. You get not you get a wide receiver two caliber guy. You're able to kind of mix and match. L- Lazard as a big slot, move Garrett into the slot a little bit, give him some free releases. That that's ideal, but just doesn't happen
0: mm-hmm. uh let's see we got one from the chat here from big boy eh? if we hypothetically wanted to draft Zach's replacement this year which I don't I feel like it's not happening every game he wins cam Ward. who would you take cam Ward uh, in the in what the third round
1: I don't think he's there but yeah <laughs> that's the that again that's the issue if you're taking a replacement guy ideally it's some dude that fell to round two. And we don't have around to pick, right? Oh. Especially if if you figure we're gonna end up middle of the pack, right? We're we're probably somewhere between um, first in wild card team to in the mix in the middle there, around five hundred teams. We're probably picking fourteen to eighteen, maybe twelve to eighteen. Um, middle like I I don't know. Right. If you trade back, you could grab a guy there. Um. Cam Ward would be the guy in my mind where you're getting a uber talented from an athletic standpoint, arm strength, all that, and you're giving them time to develop two years.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, let's see from, I believe this is Sharp. If you are front office during the 2023 draft and you were on the clock at 115, no changes to draft order and picks prior. Who would Jordan you take? Addison. All right, there you go. Simple. <laughs> He's been very good. He's yeah.
1: Very good. And, and I, I mean the downside. The downside with Addison is you then you have two similar profile guys, Nass and Garrett, where they're not elite, take the top off guys. They're both a little maybe slighter of frame, but got good players that get open and catch the ball, right? Yep.
0: Let's see. I mean, it it,
1: it could be. It, you could you could go for Isaiah Flowers. That's not my preferred flavor of mm-hmm. wide receiver. I, I think Addison's. A, a better all-around package but i i think it's addison mm-hmm. he'd be he'd be playing 70 percent of snaps right now and catching balls
0: yep uh let's see uh from george or uh well you know george or. give me some time jb i'll think of a question thank you what concepts in the gold zone do you think we should do more often to fix our woes i don't know why i'm asking these scheme questions like i'll hear them answered should we just move on, or should we just? No, do you have any questions? No, I. And so,
1: he, he, I feel like he's asked questions like this a couple times, and I, when I was sitting on the toilet earlier in pre-show, <laughs> it, it all came together. Georgia is just fishing for an answer here. Mm-hmm. It's an answer that he's begged for for the past like three years. My man wants a Texas route. He wants the running back running an angle with the tight end pushing the seam on a post route it's zach's strength He can just stare down the middle of the field and read the linebacker and pick a throw so give my man georgia what he wants give him the texas route
0: there you go easy easy and you know he's not gonna listen to this anyway so whatever all right let's see let's move on um let's see we had this one already so i don't know uh let's see from vid stuff one of our favorites should we make a move for a veteran offensive lineman with tipman potentially on the mend bonus points. If you name drop other options other than Lyle Collins, who is the most obvious, but maybe not a great choice. I think we kind of touched on it. It's I mean, linemen don't move, right? At least good linemen don't move.
1: Yeah. Really? and, and it's, it's tough. And I'm not worried about tipman. Right. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing the dragon ball Z dragon ball Z shirt here. We need the team to get into the healing tank. We need them to get mended up. Right. The bye week, even though early buy is usually a little bit awkward, right? We we need it. We need our corners to get unconcussed. Um, we need our offensive line to get a little bit healthier. Tippman's probably hopefully back in a couple weeks. Um, I don't know, man.
0: I'm I'm getting nervous. You, you haven't have heard Dwayne, anything about him.
1: You have Dwayne Brown potentially back, but that's what you have a, a West Switzer, right? We we kind of we got him early in free agency to fill this role. Um, yeah, the worry with him is getting concussions. Right, he got had a concussion earlier in the the season and missed some time there. But interior offensive line was where we had a lot of depth. We're we're going through it quickly, um, but I think we're all right without Tipman. I, I think you kind of just need to make it work at tackle. You need McKay to stay healthy at all costs um he's surprisingly been one of the healthiest anchors on the team on the offensive line um which you know if if uh he told me we're gonna have all these injuries and makai was gonna be the healthy one you'd probably be shocked or if you told me makai was healthy this deep into the season and looking like he's looking you'd feel really good about the offensive line losing a avt brown being down tipman potentially being out for a while um I don't know. I I wouldn't disrupt the left side. I think you need to keep Makai there with the way he's played. I think I I flip-flopping him back and forth and back and forth doesn't make a lot of sense. You gotta figure it out.
0: You want to see a guy have a conniption? Let's play uh let's see let's see what happens when Dwayne Brown comes back and Salad faces to watch him play on the left side and Makai play on the right side. Dwayne Brown coming back is a downgrade, he says, in all caps. So I
1: agree. Not that I think Max Mitchell is good and he got totally cooked on a late pass rush but um i mean I, been, I,
0: anytime i see him on a pass a pass a pass but he's horizontal man yeah he's horizontal and it's he's right like I, my god I, dude move your feet what's wrong I, with you
1: i think if you make a move at tackle you just stick billy turner in there right yes. if you want to mix it up but yep. give it time
0: yep all right let's move on let's see i think this from fireball when will we bench mosley for Chaz surratt
1: <laughs> um so put chester on the quincy williams timeline so Chesterette's in year three that means he'll be a starter next year and then we'll extend him, and he'll break out in year five in there you go 25 so that that's the roadmap kind of like i mean we're gonna keep mosley next year realistically i think if we're all in pushing with rogers um
0: i can't believe you're seriously answering this question This is like when people used to call GameStop asking for Battletoads. And my manager at the time would tell, yeah, come, come get it. We have a copy in stock. (laughs) You took it. You just took the bait. Whatever. All right. I'm just going to cut you off there. Let's move on. Hey,
1: there's similarities, right? Chester at Quincy Williams, both taken in the third round and cut by the original team after season claimed by the Jets, uber athletic linebackers that couldn't put it together. There's similarities. Right. Sola hype man he's the the linebacker guru all
0: right all right uh here's one from bit lane uh what players have you enjoyed following this season
1: Dalvin cook's downfall
0: okay that makes sense <laughs>
1: yeah um, um let me think about that who have i enjoyed following as a game?
0: non-jets player i have admittedly have loved watching cj shroud play You talk about a kid who just looks in total control and like what he's doing out there. He's just looked the part, like every bit of the part. I'm very impressed with what I've seen from Stroud, and it's not like a smoke and mirrors thing with him. Like he's in control of that offense, right?
1: Anticipation throws are nuts, right? I've enjoyed watching the the Stafford rebound that I didn't think was going to happen coming back from injury too, Mm -hmm. right? Just talking, sticking on quarterbacks. I I mean, from the Jets' perspective, you got to feel good about Quincy, right? A player that was much maligned by probably everybody at one point or another. Um, I know we in in Discord kind of moaned and groaned at his extension, especially seeing what some of his contemporaries got shortly after in that free agency period. But, man, he has exceeded it. Um, I thought his pressure was was pretty insightful of – really changing his mentality going into the season, which you don't often hear players admit to that level. Um, If you haven't listened through it, give it a listen. But he kind of admitted like, Hey, the contract situation was an eye opener for him where teams have kind of a ceiling and a floor of what they're willing to pay you. And he's like, man, I'm better than this. (laughs) And he got with CJ Mosley. He, he talked to his brother, he, you know, and He's put it together, man. And sometimes you just need the right kick in the butt with Makai, it was the kid, with Quincy, it was maybe maybe getting low balled on his contract. And man, it's it's been awesome, right?
0: Here's a good question from Gungangod. God. Uh, are we rostering Chesterat's brother to save his roster spot? <laughs> <laughs> he
1: somehow he would not be an upgrade in this wide receiver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, from Herb, what games have impressed you the most, this- <laughs> what, what games, I think he means teams have impressed you the most this year. And what would you be your favorite Super Bowl picks? You know, I think and this is asked Liz, but I'm going to, I'm going to double down on what I just said with CJ Stroud. I mean man, Houston.
1: I've been guessing up Houston. You, I you're mean, just I feeling thought right Houston, out up from under me, man. You know,
0: I'm sorry, but like people looked at Houston and they thought they were just this, gonna be this pushover team this year, but they they never were. Like they were never built like that. They were D'Amico Ryan's is legit. I think he's gonna be a very good coach, cut out of that same solo cloth. Um and and I just I looked at that team in that roster. I'm like, it's not as bad as people think it is. Like they had an offensive line, like they had you know they needed more weapons sure but it wasn't how a did, bad team
1: how did the jets get the worst shanty tree offensive offshoot <laughs> like like slovis down in houston has been awesome right mm-hmm. and, and you just look at every offshoot mike mcdaniel's the dolphins has to be an answer i know jets fans will groan at that but they've been mike mcdaniel has been awesome right mm-hmm. that team has been electric they they are fun to watch they're influencing how the league is playing football and uh don't look now but Jalen Ramsey ahead of schedule probably unfortunately going to be back for certainly at least one of the Jets matchups if not both um Detroit's been a fun team to watch San Fran had a weird week but I, I don't think they surprised anybody in terms of yeah they're five and one they're a good football team but they I think that Brock Purdy has, I think, exceeded expectations. Maybe coming back to earth a little bit when mm-hmm. some of the some of the machine is taken out. Maybe it's a, a little more is on him. You, you kind of see what he is more, but San Fran's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll plug one half of half of Cleveland. I, I hope mm-hmm. Cleveland up as good. a defensive powerhouse, getting Jim Schwartz, adding those pieces on defense. Thought. Offense is, has clearly not really come together. And the Watson situation is kind of weird on offense. But um, that defense is special, man. Yep. And that's going to be – talk about tough matchups at a critical time of the season. I think we have them Thursday night, like week 16. Um, right, Yeah, Rodgers, don't come back for that game. Wait wait, one more week mm-hmm. if you're ready. Because <laughs> yep. – yeah, Miles Garrett against these tackles won't be fun.
0: Yep. Uh last one that we have here, this is from Google. Uh Saladface. If we end up competing for a wild card spot, which teams do you think are going to be our main competitors for the seventh seed? The Raiders? The Bills. The Bill Bills. I
1: think the Bills are gonna be so assume, that's assuming Miami keeps their grip right. on the division, right? So the Bills are right there. Um the entire AFC North sans uh-huh. Pittsburgh and, but even like that as ugly as the AFC North has looked the entire divisions 500 or above again. Right. Um, so I, I think you're looking at probably either the the Browns or the Ravens, whichever one doesn't win that division. Houston could be in the mix, especially as a wild wild card three team. Um, I would have said the chargers, but they can't get out of their own way. So
0: I, you know, I said this, I said this after week one and maybe it was a snap judgment, maybe not, but I, I never, I looked at, I looked at the AFC and I'm like, it's just not what people thought it was going to be like the AFC has good quarterbacks, but they don't have good teams this year. Every team that you thought was going to be like elite, the Bengals, the, the chargers, I mean, maybe like they all had, they all have apparent flaws, even the Broncos, like if you thought the Broncos are really going to turn it turn it around with Sean Payton, like they've looked awful all year. The
1: the the Chiefs, I mean the Chiefs, the Chiefs don't look great. In, yeah. and well, and I mean, I, I mean, I caught a lot of flack, especially after after I'll say games two weeks two through four when the Bills looked absolutely dominant after losing to us. But what's happening to the Bills was part of the reason I faded the Bills was age on defense was going to catch up to him, And they've had a lot of injuries on defense, man. And if that defense isn't, isn't clicking, you've seen some Bozo Josh Allen games and he's lucky he played the giants of all teams on Sunday night football. Cause that was
0: an ugly game. Man. Basically
1: any good. other team probably beats him, Right. It was, uh-huh. I mean, the giants did everything they could to not win that game with getting down to the one yard line twice and getting zero points both times. Right. Yep. Like, crazy Yeah, it'll be Great. it'll be interesting. i i'll say even with an eagles win i wasn't quite sure we'd be in the mix I, we can be in the mix uh-huh. we can be in the mix
0: gonna win a lot of football games if this quarterback keeps playing like this yeah
1: <laughs> it's
0: like kind of ironic but not so <laughs> we'll see uh all right so let's move on to this week's geek of the week you know i didn't have one for this week uh it's it's, i don't know no one really stood out to me i well i take it back there's one player who stands out to me for geek of the week this week that's the the quarterback of the philadelphia eagles his name is one jalen hurts dude take the sack in that spot right like tuck it and run anything but the throw that he made that tony adams picked off in that spot and I know we went a little bit back and forth on discord is like, listen, I know you play to win the game and all that stuff. And like winning, winning play, like no risk it, no biscuit old Bruce Arians things. So like, I understand like why you would throw it there, but at the same time you have to play the game, you have to play the situation and there's no way that the jets were going to with no timeouts and Zach Wilson under center were marching down the field after that. Like, so run the ball run the ball. Uh, so there's a lot there, but uh, Jalen hurts gets my geek of the week this week.
1: I was okay with not running it, but you cannot throw that. You're you okay with a, a route you think you want, and it goes incomplete and you're still forcing the jets to drive. You cannot turn it over like that. And, and really it's like, if you look at the all 22 on that, like the jets covered it. Well, if you, you're you calling a pass in part, because if nothing's open, you, you're banking on Jalen Hurts scrambling and making magic happen. And like you said, at worst, taking the sack at best, he, he does his Jalen Hurts thing and gets a first down on some magical scramble, right? Like you're expecting him, hey, if nothing's open right away, tuck it and run. And yeah, you, you can't throw that.
0: He just, they had him in hell. He just looked lost in that game. I don't know. This is yeah, pretty he- pretty interesting.
1: Ge- Geek of the week to Google for wanting to eat the mac and cheese milkshake and hating on cheesecake within a minute of each other.
0: Uh, I just want to point out <laughs> that I'm aligned with Google in the hate <laughs> for
1: cheesecake. Oh, man. Cheesecake is do, phenomenal.
0: I'm going to do the cheesecake. Phenomenal, cheesecake man. Is, cheesecake is disgusting. all
1: It's bad. What's your is a favorite of choice? Chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. Okay. Ice cream. Do you like key lime pie?
0: Key lime pie is decent. Decent. Yeah. And it's not something I like. If if I go to a restaurant, key lime pie is not something that like, if I see it on the menu, Oh, I got to have the key lime pie. It's usually like some kind of chocolate cake.
1: You, you need some chocolate.
0: I, yeah, I'm not a big chocolate guy. That's the thing. Like I like chocolate, but uh chocolate lava cake, like sharp says, I, I think it leaves, it's, it leaves me too thirsty. I don't know. Uh, here we go. Cause we're now we're down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Where does JB land on the crumble argument? Overrated. Overrated. We've been to Crumble a couple times. My wife makes a, a a cookie that's just as good. I don't have to spend $24.
1: I'm in the six. same boat. But crumble cookies were good, though. They'll, They're good, but it, it's, it's not. A, it's a good mix up every now and then. I wish I could get like a two or a three pack instead of a four pack. Like having mm-hmm. to go one or four. Yeah. It's too much sugar, man. I felt my, I got it for the first time two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that, rest of stomach, man. yeah. I did not feel good after. No,
0: no. All right, so so uh, flight plan. Hey, we got a uh, bye week this week, so go enjoy yourself. Go do something nice, and we'll figure out what we're going to do for the podcast next week. I think we're we discussed having another call in show. So if we're not wanting to take another break as we were wanting to do these days, maybe we'll do a call in show. If not, we'll figure it out. We'll do something, but uh, uh, no flight plan. So no bye week. Enjoy. The get, bye uh
1: week. get healthy. Yeah. Get and hack it, hit the books, start digging up some 1987 tape, and get inventive like Mike McDaniel is.
0: <laughs> the truth, man. I said before, I don't understand how the Jets can look at the track meet down in Miami and want to keep Izzy and Miko Hardman on the sideline. For however, however you feel about them, as especially Hardman as a player. Like I don't see how you can see a team that has that kind of speed and keep your two fastest players on offense away from the field.
1: It just need, doesn't We need to unleash Izzy, man. Mm-hmm. You need to unleash it. Like the Delvin cook experiment has it's, failed it's over. It's, it's over. It's, it's bad, man. It's so, it's over. so bad. Right.
0: You won't catch me saying we're back. It's over.
1: Like step one, stop the pre-snap penalties. Stop the penalties in the red zone. Step two, stop letting Delvin cook kill drives.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just who could have seen this coming. Who could have seen this coming? us most sane jets fans i think all right uh let's move on salad face's poetry corner so we got a limerick this week as we always do on this podcast so thank you salad face <clears throat> jets fans called quincy a jag they raged when he got the bag but after this year it will be quite clear he'll overperform his price tag
1: honestly He might overperform his entire contract in year one at this rate, Uh right? And it's kind of interesting. I got a question. Do I think Quincy Williams will hold out? Um, And my answer to that was certainly not after this year. If he stacks two years, I think probably almost certainly he'd be a fool not to going into year three with not much guaranteed money. But um, yeah, man. Quincy Williams, he's been special.
0: One more time. Jets fans called Quincy a jag. They raged when he got the bag. But after this year, it will be quite clear he'll overperform his price tag. That was Salad Face's Poetry Corner. I just need some bongos next. That's what we need. All right, so let's bring it in for a landing. This is the landing strip. What's on your mind? It's been uh, been a couple weeks. Anything going on?
1: Um. No, just busy. We're in fall. Weather mm-hmm. got cool. Getting sweatshirts on. I, I love hoodie and sweat weather, man. Mm-hmm. Like, It heated mm-hmm. up for a day or two, and it was mm-hmm. like, man, just let me put my sweatshirt back on. Mm-hmm. I mean, not much. We did a pumpkin patch again over the weekend. We've been pumpkin patch crazy this year.
0: Um, are you one of the people who say my kid is the cutest pumpkin in the patch? Do you say that? No, okay. I have
1: not said that. All right. No, we, we pick pumpkins all right we don't uh,
0: i'm bringing we're bringing remy to the pumpkin patch soon i can't wait to unleash the <laughs> my kid is the uh is, is the cutest pumpkin in the patch it's gonna be
1: what what uh what's what what's your pumpkin shape of choice you tall skinny short plump. just looking for the perfect round one yeah i think
0: it's a, we, we usually get like one pumpkin every year it's like the short you know we don't do the, the carving we don't do any halloween stuff so we usually get like the you know a nice sugar pumpkin I think they are they're called and then Emily makes a pumpkin pie which is nice. delectable so um, yeah I'm, I'm very excited to wine tasting they have do, do you do wine tasting this time of year we got a few a few wineries in the area they're very
1: we good. did so so we were there for thirtieth of, of a friend of ours did a pumpkin patch and went to a winery but I had I had there I had some stouts instead didn't, mm. didn't do the wine
0: yeah some stouts. I heard it was ma- a legendary amount
1: of stats. Had a had a maple. They're, they're imperial stouts, which I forgot how much those sneak up on you. I had a maple and then a marshmallow. So I was I was going with the fall theme.
0: My my gym is giving away these uh, free non alcoholic beers a couple <laughs> days ago. I don't know why, but uh, I took one and I had it tonight. And it's actually you know it, was, it tastes like beer. It's weird, just without alcohol. So there's that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Trying to keep you coming back to the gym is what they're trying to do. Yeah,
0: free stuff, man. That's the way to do it, right? Uh, so I got two, two, two ideas here. Um, so some personal news is coming soon. I, I think some on the Discord already know it. Um, so we'll probably mention that next week or the week after. But uh, some change is coming. Change is coming to the old Joe Rivera brand. So there's that. Uh, and Spider-Man 2 comes out Friday the video game. I'm super excited for that. Usually I put something like that on my Christmas list, but those PlayStation Spider-Man games are so damn good. So damn good.
1: How's the how's the Brotato grind going? Awful.
0: <laughs> Absolutely awful. You know, I was I was on I was on something wicked a couple days and uh with the Brotato and I was streaming it in Discord nobody was watching so it's fine. But uh I was I got to like level 20. You know, I've gotten to level 20, but then you know they hit you with the big whatever it is the big
1: big bad at the end yeah
0: yeah big boss guy so there's that uh you know totally threw me for a loop i have no idea what i was doing but uh no i've been playing a lot of starfield recently starfields really really grabbed my attention it's actually has its flaws but it's you know i i've at some point i put i put 27 hours into it so it's like when did that happen i have no idea but um no, yeah, no, no. Spider-Man. Yeah, you got, you got the
1: full gamer experience. You're getting the Xbox exclusive, some PC indie games. I'm a huge gamer, exclusive. man. You, you, you leaked the Christmas list. You got Switch games out the wazoo. Yeah, man. Going
0: on? yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge gamer. People don't, I mean, it's funny. I was talking with uh, one of my students for their midterm is actually doing something on like eSports and Capcom and like Street Fighter and i had mentioned that i played the phoenix Wright games and he was like totally shocked when i said that i don't know why like it's like yeah i play them like i don't know uh
1: um, hey, i i i started i picked those up earlier in the year i almost beat the first one
0: i love those I games I'm in chapter five yeah they're those, fun games those games are so much fun um yeah i play a lot of games man i mean less now with remy but oh, you yeah. know i get it yeah
1: It'll dip and then it'll go back up once you get them converted and throw them on the the unplugged controller and you'll be off off before you know it, man. And that's it. Play Mario Kart and all the good stuff.
0: Yep. Exciting times ahead. Cutest pumpkin in the patch, my child. Eh, Anyway, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. Obviously, you already found us, but you can continue to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review where applicable. You can find us on Twitter at JetFuelPodcast. You can find me on Twitter at Sliz. Where can the people find you on Twitter?
1: Yep, SLiz underscore NYJ. And I guess I gotta get my tweet volume up until Elon starts making me pay a buck a a year to tweet. So stupid. Once that happens, I'll be permalurker status. Not that I tweet much anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trying to save everybody from bad sports takes is what's happening here, which is fun. Uh, you can always send us an email at jet fuel discord podcast at gmail.com. And Sliz, how can the people join the discord?
1: Discord.gg slash NY Come chop it up. We can, uh, other sports, other sports, yeah, other sports is popping off. <laughs> it's popping off, right? The, the handful of Phillies fans, we got hockey season, we got basketball season. Yes, sir. Kind of in the, uh, yeah, every sport's going on right now, man. Yes, sir. Well, yes, sir. About to be going on.
0: Sports equinox. Sports yeah. equinox happening. So always fun times. But that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel. For Matt Szilard, I am Joe Rivera reminding you, you can't take flight without Jet Fuel.